0: The Lord be with you, and also with you. Lift up your hearts, we lift them up. We gather to worship in the spirit of the living God, whose name is love, whose nature is compassion, whose presence is joy, whose word is truth, whose spirit is goodness, whose holiness is beauty, whose will is peace, and in whose service is perfect freedom. We welcome our gathered congregation at the, in the nave of Marsh Chapel, 735 Commonwealth Avenue, our radio congregation across New England at WBUR 90.9 FM, and our internet listenership around the globe at WBUR.org. We invite your prayerful and material support, your emailed or written responses, your selection of forms of ministry in our midst, and as the Spirit moves, come Sunday, your presence with us here. This is the day that the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it. As we are able, may we stand in the praise of God. one God, in glory everlasting. Amen. Please be seated.
1: A lesson from the prophet Isaiah, chapter 25, verses 6 through 9. On this mountain, the Lord of hosts will make for all peoples a feast of rich food, a feast of well-aged wines, of rich food filled with marrow, of well-aged wine strained clear. And he will destroy on this mountain the shroud that is cast over all peoples, the sheet that is spread over all nations. He will swallow up death forever. Then the Lord God will wipe away the tears from all the faces, and the disgrace of his people he will take away from all the earth. For the Lord has spoken. It will be said on that day, Lo, this is our God. We have waited for him so that he might save us. This is the Lord for whom we have waited. Let us be glad and rejoice in his salvation. The word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be to God.
2: saying verses from Psalm 24 with the antiphon. the world and those who live in it. For he has founded it on the seas and established it on the rivers. Who shall ascend the hill of the Lord, and who shall stand in his holy place? Those who have clean hands and pure hearts, who do not lift up their souls to what's false, and do not swear deceitfully. They will receive blessing from the Lord and vindication from the God of their salvation
3: such is the company of those who seek him, who seek the face of the God of Jacob.
2: Lift up your heads, O gates, and be lifted up, O ancient doors, that the King of glory may come in. Who is the King of
3: glory? The Lord strong and mighty, the Lord
2: mighty and about. Lift up your heads, O gates, and be lifted up, O ancient doors, that the King of glory may come in. Who is stand together for the singing of the Gloria Patri and the reading of the gospel.
4: John, chapter 11, verses 32 through 44. Glory to you, O Lord. Lord. When Mary came where Jesus was and saw him, she knelt at his feet and said to him, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. When Jesus saw her weeping, and the Jews who came with her also weeping, he was greatly disturbed in spirit and deeply moved. He said, Where have you laid him? They said to him, Lord, come and see. Jesus began to weep. So the Jews said, See how he loved him. But some of them said, Could not he who opened the eyes of the blind man have kept this man from dying? Then Jesus, again greatly disturbed, came to the tomb. It was a cave, and a stone was lying against it. Jesus said, Take away the stone. Martha, the sister of the dead man, said to him, Lord, already there is a stench, because he has been dead four days. Jesus said to her, Did I not tell you that if you believed, you would see the glory of God? So they took away the stone. And Jesus looked upward and said, Father, I thank you for having heard me. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise Praise to you, Lord Christ.
0: What does the Lord require of you but to do justice, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with thy God? Do love walk, simplicity. Have no anxiety about anything, but in all things in prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, lift your needs to God. No anxiety, simplicity. To will one thing is the purity of heart. The purity of heart is to will one thing. One thing, simplicity. But all three of these windows into the minds and thoughts of Micah ben Imla of Paul of Tarsus and of Soren Kierkegaard, as you know, open straightway to a simplicity that is far from simple. You might even call it a complex simplicity. And when in the verses following this morning's gospel, we hear Jesus say, I am the resurrection and the life, simplicity our text our tradition and our time today draw us toward resurrection and life freedom and grace first john 11 our text is this not the last of the seven signs which Jesus has described as having done? Yes, it is. Does it not bring us to the second half of the Gospel of John? Yes, it does. Is this not one of those narratives that John and his community alone seem to know? Surely it is. After all, if Paul of Tarsus had known something about a cave and four days and Lazarus come forth, do you think he might not have mentioned it? Or if John's siblings, the synoptics, had known something about the resurrection of Lazarus, do you think, not think that Mark or Matthew or Luke might not have alluded gently to it? No, this is John's material. It is, in a way, Sondersprach. I like a little German every now and then. That means your own speech, his own speech. It's a community speech. It's a kind of speaking that Those who've already heard the words know the meaning of. Children have this in spades. My son told me, he was then age 20, that there's a world dad of childhood that parents know nothing of. And he reminded me of a place they used to meet, Rock Spook Road. Now, you can search every map and Google Earth, too, and you will never find such a location because it is Sundersprach. This is John's material Yesterday we honored Martin Luther, and if nothing else, we will be reminded of his truth in saying, if you are to understand what a text means, you must know what it meant. So we look at John to see what John 11, the raising of Lazarus, resurrection and life, meant. John's community in the year 100 had known disappointment and dislocation of fierce varieties. Perhaps you have done as well. The central hope of the primitive Christian church, the return of Christ in parousia on the clouds of heaven, had not come true. There are some standing here who will not taste death until they see the Son of Man coming in power, Mark 9.11. It didn't happen. 1 Thessalonians 4 and 5, the same expectation. It did not come. The Lord himself will descend with the cry of command. The archangels call the sound of the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we, the living, the remaining, shall be caught up together with him in the clouds to meet Lord, the Lord in the air. Therefore, we, we shall always be with the Lord. Paul, the year 50. It did not come. And it was a crushing searing disappointment. Only John, of the 27 books in the New Testament, has the courage, the the daring, to look such disappointment in the face. And what does he find? Freedom. Not before and not after disappointment, but right in its heart, freedom. This community, John's community had been dislocated from their homeland, from their motherland, their mother tongue. They had been, there's only one, this is the earliest use of this Greek word, aposunagogos, moved out of the synagogue. They had gone from being Christian Jews to becoming Jewish Christians. And they had lost all that society and community and friendship in a grave dislocation. And what did they find? Not before or after, but right in the heart of dislocation. A radical new grace. So the story, and by the way, it's the simplest narrative in the Gospel of John. Aren't we glad to have a story that has a beginning and an ending? We wash up on the beach like Jonah after the whale, thank goodness. As one mentor said of an early sermon of mine, it had two ingredients of a great homily. What were those, I asked? A beginning and an ending. And here it is. The meaning of this is, if nothing else for John, that resurrection is a new way of seeing and being in the world. Not something far off, out there, the end of time. No, he sees that history is going on at least until the year 2009, November 1st of this year. He sees that there's something else and faces resurrection here and now. John finds freedom in disappointment and grace in dislocation. And for his community, that is the accla- acclamation of the nature of Christ, resurrection and life. Which brings us second to our tradition here. Now my friend says, wherever you are, be there. If you're in church, be there. If you're singing an anthem, be there. If you're listening to or preaching the sermon, be there. If you're flying an airplane, be there. Be there in the moment. So we'll start where we are, Marsh Chapel, our tradition, the welcome of this nave and of this community and of this architecture and of these windows and of this choir. Reminds us of the echoes of our tradition. Today we celebrate our endowment. I notice the lift in the eye at that word, endowment, such a beautiful word. But today we're not going to speak about your planned giving, though it's important that we tithe in our planned giving as well. I'm tempted, very tempted to digress in that direction, but I forbear. No, our endowment here is vocal not visible, audible, not audited. It is marvelous, though not material. We might long for another place, the other side of the river, somewhere, somewhere where there might be a greater material endowment, but you already have an endowment. It is yours for the receiving. It is resurrection and life. Here, listen. Do all the good you can Unite the two so long disjoined. Learning, virtue, piety, hope of the world, common ground, content of character. Yours is a vocal, verbal endowment from Wesley John to Wesley Charles to William Fairfield Warren, to Daniel Marsh, to Georgia Harkness, to Howard Thurman, to Martin Luther King. And two weeks ago, we sang a hymn, Are Ye Able? And over lunch, I asked my family, now that's a good test point for a sermon. By the way, did you know the hymn? Oh yes, they said it matched the scripture. But did you recognize it? Well, the music said Beacon Hill. But who wrote it? Silence, it was written by Earl Marlott of the School of Theology, a stone's throw from... You have a precious treasure of vocal endowment. And hear the good news. Words last. What you say, they can't take it from you. They remain. On this All Saints Day, we might listen for these echoes in our tradition, a complex simplicity in each one. Which third brings us, of course, to our time. Our times would ask of us nothing less. And let me ask you bluntly about that disappointment in your personal life, that job not found, that boyfriend or girlfriend not engaged, that position not located, that celebration not entered, that honor not received, that disappointment. Let me ask you to hear the witness of John 11 that in the cave, not before or after, but in the cave of that dark loss, if you listen and look around, you just may find a new kind of freedom that you never expected. That is the gospel. That is resurrection. That's what John meant by Jesus, resurrection. Let me ask you to level with me, or at least with yourself, about that recent dislocation, another assignment, another setting, another appointment by the bishop to St. John by the gas station, which isn't at the end of the world, but you can see it from there. Another tour of duty someplace you didn't expect to go right there, not before it or after it, according to this gospel, is a new kind of grace, a chance to receive and give in life. Let me ask you about your communal disappointment. In our time, theologically, it's a disappointment over a certain kind of theism, which we wrestled with all summer and continue to. About that disappointment, Can you summon the courage of the Johannine community to face a new day and to find a new expression of a truer truth, a fuller measure of the gift of faith? And let me ask you about that communal experience of dislocation. Call it 12 months ago to the day. Have we learned anything in this year of dislocation we have done. That today it may be my neighbor who's unemployed and tomorrow it may be me looking for a job. That today it may be my neighbor who lacks health insurance and tomorrow it may be my family looking for health insurance down in the cave of darkness and dislocation there comes the possibility of a rare, even radical new grace in our time and in our case to watch over one another in love. Well, to close as a last note, should you ever doubt the staggering difference between John and the other Gospels, just remember this. What sent Jesus to the cross in Matthew, Mark, and Luke? Answer, you know, his cleansing of the temple. What sent Jesus forward into the Passion in the Gospel of John? It was read today, the raising of Lazarus. John raises the stakes, says he, as important as our religious rituals, like those of the temple and others, our own especially included. As important and as true as religious ritual can be, there's something far greater still and what is that? Spiritual power, resurrection, and life in disappointment and dislocation. Lazarus, come forth, come out, come down, come out of that spelunking, deep, dark cave and see the bright sunshine as it illumines the eye. Come out of that deep, dark cave and unwrap the bandages there four days and receive resurrection and life, freedom and grace, bread and cup. Amen. Is
5: Please be seated. We are glad to greet you here this morning and to invite you following the service to join us downstairs for our monthly potluck luncheon. Also at 12.15, Professor Andrew Bacevich from the International Relations Department will be speaking on his book, The Limits of Power, the End of American Exceptionalism, in the Thurman Room. And at 1 p.m., Associate James Anderson will be leading a study of the Book of James, uh, James on James, that is, and we hope you will join him at 1 o'clock downstairs as well. We would note that uh, next week there will not be a Eucharistic service at 9 a.m., and would hope that you would take note of the uh, last two of the LGBTQ lecture series uh, tomorrow and on Thursday evenings. More information is available on the website. In your bulletin today, you should have found a stewardship card. We would hope that those of you who plan to make Marsh Chapel a significant part of your giving for next year would note that on the card so that we can be uh, in our planning phase for the budget for next year. and a special announcement, our assistant conductor of the Marsh Chapel Choir, Tim Westerhouse, will be leading a concert a week from Monday on November 9th at 7 p.m. here in the nave of Marsh Chapel, marking the 20th anniversary of the fall of the Berlin Wall. It'll be a one-hour concert at 7 p.m. on the 9th, and we hope that you might join us here. Now walk in love as Christ loves us, an offering and sacrifice to God.
6: Gracious God, we give you but thine own, whatever the gift may be. All that we have is thine alone. A trust, O Lord, from thee. With thanksgiving and praise, we accept and pray, offer these gifts to you. Amen. Christ our Lord invites to his table all who love him, who earnestly repent of their sin, and seek to live in peace with one another. Therefore, let us confess our sin before God and one another. Merciful God, we confess that we have not loved you with our whole heart. We have failed to be an obedient church. We have not done your will. We have broken your law. We have rebelled against your love. We have not loved our neighbors, and we have not heard the cry of the needy. The peace of our Lord Jesus Christ is always with you. you. Let us offer one another signs of reconciliation and peace. The Lord is with you. with you, lift up your hearts, we lift them up to the Lord. let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It
3: is, right to our Christ Christ.
6: it is right, and a good and joyful thing, always and everywhere to give thanks to you, Almighty God, creator of heaven and earth. God of Abraham and Sarah, God of Miriam and Moses, God of Joshua and Deborah, God of Ruth and David, God of the priests and the prophets, God of Mary and Joseph, God of the apostles and martyrs, God of our mothers and our fathers, God of our children to all generations. And so with your people on earth and all the company of heaven, we praise your name. Joining our hearts with the voices of the choir giving voice to all creation in the singing of the unending hymn. Holy are you, and blessed is your Son, Jesus Christ. By the baptism of his suffering, death, and resurrection, you gave birth to your church, delivered us from slavery to sin and death, and made with us a new covenant by water and the Spirit. We remember how when Jesus sat at supper with his friends, he took bread, and when he had given thanks and blessed it, he broke the bread and gave it to his friends and said, Take, eat, this is my body given for you. Each time you eat this, remember me. Likewise, after supper he took a cup, and when he had given thanks and blessed it, he gave the cup to his friends and said, This is my blood of the new covenant, poured out for you and for many, for the forgiveness of sins. Each time you drink this, remember me. And so in in remembrance of these, your mighty acts in Jesus Christ, we offer ourselves in praise and thanksgiving as a holy and living sacrifice in union with Christ's offering for us, as we proclaim the mystery of faith. Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. Pour out your Holy Spirit on us gathered here and on these gifts of bread and wine. Make them be for us the body and blood of Christ, that we may be for the world the body of Christ, redeemed by his blood. Renew our communion with all your saints, especially those whom we name before you in silence. Since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, strengthen us to run with perseverance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. By your Spirit, make us one with Christ, one with each other, and one in ministry to all the world, until Christ comes in final victory and we feast at the heavenly banquet. Through your Son, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit in your holy church, all honor and glory is yours, almighty God, now and forever. Amen. And now, beloved, with the confidence of the children of God, let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, All are welcome at the Lord's table. There is wine in the cup and the pulpit side and alcohol-free grape juice in the cup on the lectern side. Gluten-free bread is also available. Please just ask. There are also other invitations in your bulletin. These are the gifts of God for the people of God. Let us keep this feast with joy and thanksgiving. Amen.
0: The sun shall warm and bright on you, your darkest night a star shine through, your dullest morn a radiance brew, and when dusk comes, God's hand to you. Amen.